everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Ride With MBS Malay. I'm really going to have to come up with some type of jingle so so I can just like feed off of the jingle and just come on here and just start singing to you guys and shit. Speaking of singing, listen, yesterday at the Mental Health Awareness um, event, uh, the I Am Bruce Fashion Show, it was extraordinary. I had such a great time. Um, the performance went so wonderful. There was um, so many different performers. And, oh, my goodness, I really hope to see them at my open mic next week because I love that type of entertainment there. Well, Adriana, she's usually always at the open mics. Um, Shay didn't perform yesterday. Shay Nice, I know you guys know who she is. But um, she does come to my open mics a lot to and perform at my open mic but she comes a lot to support as well um there was a a woman there named Faya she's a beast oh my goodness um there's another guy oh my goodness I'm so mad I can't remember his name right now and usually I would have like a little list so I can just like you know at least let you know what his name is but I hope I can get him to come to my open mic so I can tell you guys what his name is he was really really good if you guys don't know Nando Make sure you go look him up and everything. Make sure you guys look up all of these events um, that are here to support the community or that are here to raise awareness to certain things that go on around us, like violence and um, mental health. You know, this is really important to society today. And it's really important that we get involved in stuff like this because people do actually look for help and they do actually look for people who need this type of energy around them people who go through the same situations and they never um think that they'll be able to get over it until they see somebody else went through it and everything so yesterday i was able to do a domestic violence piece i was able to spit a little part about my life and there was just like a little bit something that i can probably still remember right now well actually i can't remember because i told a few of my friends like you know the speech kind of came out of nowhere but um before i went into uh the poem about royalty i know you guys know about my royalty poem um everybody loves that that poem um i've spit it on here before but you know what at the end of this podcast i'll drop when i'm ready to be loved and i'll drop royalty just so you guys can hear it again um or just in case you didn't hear it and i'm not sure which episode it was on it's probably on season one episode four royalty was on but just in case. I'm just going to do it again anyways. Um, that piece is always good to really hear and to uh, decipher and everything. It's it's a really good piece. And I'm not just saying it because it's my piece, but I'm saying it because I'm being real. Okay, so anyways. um, Yeah, so before royalty, I basically had a moment of silence for uh, all the people that we lost through violence of some sort or some type of mental illness. And then I said... Um, I was looking at some old photos of a situation that I've been through a few years ago. And I saw the bruises all over my body. And I compared it to my scars today. And I saw that they're just scars and they can't do anything to hurt me anymore. They don't hurt anymore. They're just there. And I compared the broken person that I was before to the strong person that I am today. And I see, wow, like, you know, like I'm healed. And I look at all these scars that I still have. 
on my body. And I look at them like, hey, they're just scars. And scars are here to remind us of all the pain we were able to endure and every situation that we never thought we was able to make it past. It's just there to remind us that we made it and that we're here and that we've been through worse when we do go through small situations. And I look at my scars like jewels because... You know, they're a part of me, and it's just here to remind me how strong I am. And if I have jewels all over my body, that just means that I am royalty. And then I told them, and because you're here today to support this wonderful event, I believe that you're royalty too. And if you believe that you're royalty too, I would like for you to say it back to me. And then, like, you know... I started saying, like, you know, I am royalty, and they said it back, and it felt really good. And I really wish that I had a camera there in that moment because it was a really beautiful moment for everybody to, you know, get involved and be a part of something, like, you know, that I never even saw coming. So it was pretty amazing to have the crowd engaged and to understand everything that was going on within my own story. And it was just, it was a really beautiful event. There was just like a lot of stuff that was going on. It was, it's always really good to see the children do things in the community and to do things that make them happy and grow and flourish. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And honestly, I can tell you right now that I cried a few times yesterday watching these kids because it, it's just, it's really beautiful to me. It's really beautiful to me. And kudos to every single last parent that pushes their children to be a part of something so big. So, 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 so big. And stuff like that needs a little bit more recognition and it deserves a little bit more love and everything. But we'll get there. This is just the first year of the I Am Bruce fashion show and it was a great turnout for the first time. So I'm, I'm really, 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 really interested in seeing what's gonna happen next year. And like, you know, like stuff like this is just it's just amazing to be a part of, um, especially being the, the, the person that I am and experiencing the type of situations that I grew and glue and glowed through. So, like, you know, it's amazing. And I know I've been pretty open about the, the things that I've been through only because I feel like it's going to help somebody else. Because before I was so silent about it and I was scared that nobody was going to believe me and that nobody was going to understand what I've been through and like you know that it was just pointless talking about it because it wasn't getting me anywhere but honestly once I started talking about it once I started opening up about it and sharing my story that's when I started feeling better about my situation and that's when I started feeling like you know that I was gonna be able to overcome anything that came my way or like any pain or any situation like that like you know I know how to walk away from it and what to look for and everything. And like, you know, <laughs> I'm still here today. And I've been through so much of my, my life that I never never thought that I would still be here. Like, you know, I didn't see me here today, like right now where I'm at. And even though I'm not far, I'm, I'm further than what I thought that I would be. So, like, you know, I'm really grateful for my good times and my bad times and I'm really grateful to be sitting here talking and telling my story right now because I know somebody else is 
is taking this in and they're understanding and they believe me and even if you don't believe me with anything that I've been through I don't care I'm just happy that you listened and I'm happy that I was able to get it out and that I was able to overcome all of this pain or like you know a lot of suffering that I've been holding on to and I was just talking about today on my Facebook how um I spent so much of my life thinking that the people who broke me would be the same people to fix me and in all reality like I said before my past um podcast my previous podcast we're gonna be the only people to be able to to heal ourselves and it just feels really good once you recognize what the problem is and once you start attacking it in a certain type of way or in the way that it's supposed to be handled as opposed to accusing everybody for a situation that you're going through or for pain that you're experiencing and not doing anything about it or waiting for them to do something about it. So it feels really good to not play the victim anymore. Even though I was the victim, it feels good to not be the victim anymore because now like you know I'm saving myself because you know I'm a hero and all I'm a superwoman and all just like anybody else who was able to endure any type of situation any type of situation that you never thought you would overcome so you know kudos to you speaking of being able to walk away from situations I want to get back to the conversation about the shortest relationship of my life and <laughs> it was a really funny topic because we I got over, I have over a thousand um listeners now. So it's it's funny. Um people are actually using the voice message feature and sending in comments and asking questions and everything. So we're gonna get to everybody's questions. I've I picked out um five or six questions that I will be answering because it was like a, a bunch of questions and like oh my goodness, it feels really good that you guys are listening to me and stuff. But um, I'm not sure how far this podcast is going today. I don't want it to get to 40 minutes again like it did last time. Because I don't want to lose everybody else's focus and stuff. But I picked a few questions for now. And I I might, I might do another one because there was so many questions. But, and it was the first time that I received questions. I don't know if this is a new feature or anything. But I just started getting notifications about it. And I haven't seen any other messages and stuff. So I think that this is, uh, you know, the first time that people are actually sending in questions and stuff. And plus, my podcast is just now starting to get noticed and everything. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of podcasts, I know I talk about it at the beginning in the advertising and everything. But let me know if you guys need any help or support with building your own podcast. I'm always here to help out. It's really easy. It's fun. It's free. Whatever. Alright, so back to that topic where uh, I told you guys that I would come back on here with the list of why I was already planning on breaking up with the guy. Um, Let me just update you on a few things that happened since we last spoke. Um, I know I told you guys that he apologized and a few of my friends did think it was remorseful. A few of my friends thought that um, he was just... (laughs) just thinking that he was like the bigger person whatever me what I thought about it I just thought that because of how great I was in the relationship or whatever it was of course 
but he's mad or scared to lose something like that. Because, like, if it was me, if it was me, I would do anything that I could to probably get me back, too, you know? I'm really not trying to be funny when I say stuff like that. But, like, listen to me. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, I was really good. And nobody asked me any questions about what I did. So I'm not going to go into that. I'm just going to finish off the conversation with what's going on. Yeah, so the following day after the apology, he sent me another message asking if it was too late for us to try again. If it would have been like you know too much trying again or whatever because he don't think that it's too late and blah 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 he just thinks it's all a matter and understanding or whatever that bullshit is and if not that he'll leave me alone or whatever and just drop the whole thing or whatever and it was so funny because I think like my friends that I sent it to the first thing that they thought oh my god she's gonna relapse like what is wrong with y'all like (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing about this guy that I'm gonna fucking relapse to like I've seen the red flags okay I noticed the red flags and once I decide to walk away from a situation and be done with it for good and that's already like and I say it's 100% I'm not I'm not going back to something like that so that's nothing for anybody to worry about and to think that I'm going to you know fall back into because I deserve better than that. Even though, like, you know, that you know what? I'm going to come back to it because there's a few questions that you guys asked that already touches up on the subject. So I don't want to talk too much about it if I'm already going to talk about it and stuff. So I just don't want to repeat it twice or whatever. So um, let me get into these questions. I mean, to the rest of this list. Um, or this list period of why I was planning on breaking up with him. And then we'll go into everybody's questions and stuff. So, all right. It's kind of long, like I was telling you guys before, but it's interesting. So let's get it popping. All right. Number one. I don't mind being submissive, but I believe there's a difference between being impulsively controlling versus being dominant, which is honestly true. The way that I grew up, I watched my mom take care of my my dad, like, you know, you know, so I pretty much know the gist of how to be a wife if I wanted to be a wife and honestly it's not something that I try to do when I'm inside of a relationship it's just something that I'm already built to do I just know how to do everything like you know and if it's something that I know that is my responsibility as your significant other whether we're married or not it's something that I'm gonna do and I'm never gonna have in the back of my mind oh we're not married so I'm not about to be sitting here doing something like that it's not like that. It's just the fact of the matter that this is the role that I'm playing or this is the role that I want to be. So this is the role that I'm going to be like 100%. And when I'm into something, I'm into something 100%. I'm not, I'm not pulling away. I'm not like, you know, 
giving a little bit because like you know like I'm giving that that could be my problem that I give all of it at once it could be my problem but it's just something that I'm used to as a woman I'm just used to being that person that you know I'm I'm gonna clean I'm gonna cook I'm gonna be there to support you I'm gonna be there to talk to you to chat with you I'm gonna always answer your calls I'm gonna probably always sleep with you every fucking night like you know I'm gonna do Whatever I feel is going to keep this relationship happy, is going to keep you happy, and it's going to keep me happy. But I'm never going to do something that I don't want to do, which is being controlled. Okay, so like I said, there's a difference to me between being impulsively controlling versus being dominant. Um, I feel like I don't like people telling me what to do. Um, if it's something, like I said, that I already know is part of my role or part of my, like, you know, something that I'm supposed to do as a woman, I'm going to automatically do that. If it's something that I forget and maybe you have to remind me or whatever, okay, like, you know, I understand and I'm going to get to it or whatever. I might have a little attitude if you tell me to do it or whatever, but there's just a difference between me willingly doing something because it's my job versus you just demanding me to do it because you think that you're you're like you know like (laughs) how do you explain it you think that you have that much control over me that if you say something that is gonna have to go like for example when I told you guys about the clothes about me ironing his clothes okay so a little bit more background to that he had to go somewhere and he had bought a suit for it or whatever i already said he said something about his clothes being wrinkled or whatever and um he had to iron it or whatever and so i'm like oh sure you gotta iron some clothes i'll iron your clothes i don't mind ironing your clothes sure whatever he's like oh really you would do something like that and i'm like yeah of course i wouldn't mind doing something like that like (laughs) like you know i looked at him like yo if i said i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it like shut the fuck up and you know what i'm saying (laughs) so um all right um i had already started ironing it at my house and then i decided hey like we're already going to your place after this so like you know it's better if we go to your place and just do it there you know, because then it's just going to get wrinkled all over again. So he said, oh, yeah, all right, cool. And then when we got to the place, his place, and um, I like I told you, I was on the Netflix and stuff. There was nothing else for me to do or whatever. I didn't know that before he went to um, get his haircut or whatever, he left the bag of clothes somewhere inside the the fucking place i don't even know if it that was it on the table or whatever like you know it was just in a random bag and he got mad at me because he expected me to know that the shit was in the bag or he expected me to search and look for his clothes and to know exactly where it was like yeah i said i was gonna iron your clothes yeah i offered to iron your clothes but i could see if you was like hey um whenever you're ready the clothes is right there inside the bag or, like, hey, like, if you would have at least pulled out the clothes and laid the clothes out or something. But, like, nigga, I don't know where your ironing board is. I don't know where your iron is. I don't know where I'm supposed to be ironing these clothes at. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this is your place. It's not my place. Like, you know, it's, it's different if you're not being overly controlling and demanding about it. Like, I already said that it's something that I was going to do. Now, you could work on your part to it. 
and like you know tell me hey like this is the clothes inside the bag for you to iron or like you know like that's more the background to it or whatever like you know I just feel like if he wasn't being so demanding or so like overly assertive about oh I was really mad because you didn't know that my clothes was right there for you to iron or whatever then I would have been I would have been cool. Like, hey, like, you know, especially if you didn't have to be to the place for a whole nother hour and it only going to take me like 10 minutes to iron your clothes. There's nothing for you to be upset about. And the place is three minutes from this where we're at. Like, you know, it doesn't make no sense for you to be like overly exhausted about something that I didn't like really do to like, you know, piss you off. And like the same thing with like the clothes and um, him being upset with the clothes that I was wearing and him being upset with my friend showing up. Like, you know, what do you think? Like, I'm supposed to just wear loose clothes while I'm performing or like, you know, like I'm not saying that I look for attention when I'm performing and stuff, but like I like to wear nice shit and I like to wear shit that I'm comfortable in and I like to wear shit that goes with the the setting that I'm in, you feel me? So like, I don't feel like I should have to change the way I dress for somebody that was already interested in me and already saw the way that I was dressing before you got with me. Don't think that I'm about to sit here and change shit up because you're with me. You know what I'm saying? That's the overly controlling shit that I'm talking about. Like, that's just, like, entirely too much to do with. And it's just something that I'm just like, hey, like, you know, it could have been something that I could have understood if you was like, hey, all right, maybe we should, like find another like nah, nah i'm not i'm not even gonna lie if you told me if i already decided on what outfit that i was wearing and you told me that i gotta wear something different you can kiss my ass because i'm not changing my clothes i liked my clothes i like it how it is like you know if i ask for your opinion or if i ask you if you think i should change that's different but like you know don't sit here Ugh. all right i don't want to be stuck on that forever all right so it was with that and like do you think that it's just gonna be a whole bunch of females at all my shows like, you know, at all my open mics, do you think that you're just going to isolate me and scare all the guys away from me? Because it's never going to happen. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's just too much. All right. So number two, I've experienced time alone enough with myself to know that I am not confused and that being gay is just a part of who I am. Nobody should want to change that. If I ever stopped being attracted to women, I would want that to be entirely my decision and not forced out of my mind. Accept me for who I am or I can open the door for you. That was one of the big problems with us. Um, He didn't like the fact that I like women. He said that it's sickening that me liking women is, uh, what do you say? It's kind of like, he's like, it's an abomination. And that he basically feels like he came into my life to rescue me from being gay because being gay is not natural and he felt like I was only gay because I'm confused and because I've been through so much hurt and so much suffering in my life uh, I probably was molested or whatever like you know like he was saying like a whole bunch of shit like you know and I honestly don't like the fact that people always sit here and use molestation or people being raped as a means for them being gay or whatever like you know I know people go through their situations in their life but if people decide to be gay or they decide that that's what they want don't use that as them being confused if I like women I like women like you know like if I've been through situations like getting raped or 
been molested in my life, that's for me to keep within myself. If I don't want to share that with you, then I'm not going to share it with you. But don't sit here and try to come up with excuses for me on why I am gay. I'm gay and I like women because I like women. That, that That's just how I am. I'm not saying that I was made this way. I'm not saying that I was born this way. I'm just saying that you can't change the way that I am. <laughs> that's just what I like. Whatever. Number three, I don't like people telling me how I feel. And that was something that he was constantly doing this. You're only doing that because you feel this way. You're only doing that because you feel that way. Like, you know, like, don't tell me how I feel about something. Don't tell me why I'm doing something. Don't tell me why I'm um, performing a certain action. Because, like, you know, I do what I do or I feel how I feel because that's the way that I feel. Don't tell me that I feel that way because you think that's how I feel. Okay? Whatever. Number four, I don't think that I dress like a hoe. I do wear a lot of revealing clothing. I do wear a lot of shirt clothing. I do wear clothes with a lot, lots of splits or skin. Uh, like, you know, like, I wear a lot of provocative clothes. Whatever. But I wear that shit because I want to wear that shit. Okay? <laughs> and I wear that shit because... I have a right to wear that shit. I have a right to wear the fuck I want to wear. Um, to wear what the fuck I want to wear. And I have a right to, like, you know, do what I want. Because I'm a grown-ass motherfucking woman. And nobody's going to do anything to change that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you say I dress like a hoe. Whatever. That's entirely your opinion. Whatever. Like, you know, I dress how I dress because that's the, the way that I like to dress. Whatever. Number five. I don't think that it's wrong to love white people. I love white people. I love white people. I love white people. I love white people. Not all white people, because I know that some white people have it out for me. I know that some white people don't have the best intentions for me. And I know that some white people would rather see me dead. But I don't look at all white people like that. You know, I have a lot of white friends and I don't even like announcing color like you know because color to me is color just like love to me is love and that was his problem he did not like how I felt with the love is love type of thing like you know whatever um he felt like God only loves gay people I'm sorry let me fix that he feels like God only loves straight people and black people. He said that God does not love white people and does not love gay people. And he had documentaries and stuff with people who said actually say stuff like this. And I actually took the time out to watch one of these stupid-ass documentaries. And um, I don't quite remember the name of the man that did it. It began with a T or whatever. And... He went on YouTube and he was explaining, um, uh, you know, I don't mind people with their, their points of views and stuff, which is why I actually watched this. But this man went on and on about, you know, he said he gave a lot of history on black people. Um, he gave a lot of history on how we came here, on how we're not black, how we're African-American, that black is just a something that they like to slap on, on our names or whatever we're not black we're african-american he said like a whole bunch of insightful shit but he also said a lot of hurtful shit and he also said a lot of shit that i don't understand why people feel this way all right so he went on explaining a story this is people that this guy listens to every day a, explaining a story about how his co-workers always ask him out to go hey you want to go for lunch or whatever 
And he always tells them no, but he never tells them why. And he's like, he told his, he's telling us why, because um, he's not at work or whatever. So he basically said, I'm not going to lunch with no white person. Like, you know, I thought it was very rude. And I thought that it was like fucked up because we're sitting here asking for freedom and we're asking for people to not look at us because of the color of our skin but the content of our character and this is this guy over here (laughs) oh my god i just don't understand all right so yeah so this guy went on about a story about how he was in a bar and a white guy he was trying to outline the fact that white people don't like not being accepted so he was like uh he was in a bar white person came up to him somebody introduced him to him and he tried to shake his hand and he looked at him and he stared him up and down the guy's looking at him like you're not gonna shake my hand and he said i don't shake white people's hand to this man's face and then he was like the man looked at him in shock like why would you say something like that and i'm over here in shock too like why the fuck would you say something like that like that's fucked up like, come on, it's embarrassing to people, like, to me. Like, because, you know, like, this is probably a white guy that absolutely admires black people. Like, there's so many white people that look at us, that want to be just like us, that, that wish they was the same color as, as us, that wish they had our hair, that wish they had our style, and wish they could get away with half the shit that we could do. We got white people that just want to say the word nigga just to say it. Not because it's a bad word, but just because they think it's, it's probably, like, a cool word, of course. We're never going to let them say it, especially around us and stuff. They probably say it amongst each other and stuff, but, like, who cares? What I'm saying is this man was probably one of those white people that loves us so much and admires us so much. And after this interaction with this man, now he's probably just like, oh, I hate black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because he's going to shake my hand. Anyway, so he told me, well, he didn't tell me. He told the crowd that this white guy spent like a half an hour explaining oh I got a black cousin or I got a black aunt like you know basically trying to be accepted from this black guy because he said he don't like white people and stuff like that like you know I think that it's really rude to say stuff like that to people I think that it's really rude to not want to be around people just because of the color of their skin I don't like that and I did not like that about him it was one of my number one things but you know, I'm not even going to lie and act like I didn't think that I could change somebody's mind or thoughts about something, too. Because I thought that I could change his mind and his thoughts about the black people and the gay thing, too. But, like, you know, people can't be changed. They don't want to be changed. Bring the horse to the water, but you can't make a drink. And sometimes you can't even bring the horse to the water. Anyway. Woo! All right, where are we at with the time? Damn, we're already at 30 minutes. That shit's fucking crazy. All right, um... Damn, and I was just saying I didn't want this to be 40 minutes long, but this is just how the conversation is just get. All right, so number six. If you buy me $7 yarn when you first meet me to add to my collection and say that it's nothing like you some big baller, don't tell me to search for $2 yarn a month later that's fake. I'm not a materialistic person. Of course, we all like gifts. Of course, we all like for people to notice the types of things that we like and to, like, you know, surprise us once in a blue moon or whatever. But don't sit here 
and make it seem like, oh, I got all the weed in the world. I got all the money in the world. I can buy this. I can buy that. Like, whatever you need, I got it. And then we go to the grocery store. Or, I mean, like, not the grocery store, but we go to one of these stores. And, like, you know, listen, I, I crochet a lot. I'm big on crochet. It's a stress reliever for me. And um, the fucking yarn was $7, the ones that I wanted. It was three different ones. But he's the one that asked me, hey, we're, like, I think he purposely walked down the yarn aisle because he wanted me to know that he noticed that I do this shit a lot. So we walked down the yarn aisle. And he's like, hey, oh, shit. Is there something in this aisle that you want? Or do you see some yarn that you like? And, like, usually I'm always the person to be like, oh, nah, Like, you know, because I don't want nobody buying shit from me. I want to buy this shit myself or whatever. But I'm like, shit, this nigga about to get some yarn. I'm about to just pick yarn, whatever, and just create projects out of them, whatever. And plus, people was asking me to make blankets for their babies and shit, whatever. So, I picked uh, yarn, and I, I was like, hey, do you, you don't think this is too expensive? I was like, I didn't even notice that it said seven. He's like, what? That's nothing. He's like, I got you. You want it? I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever, got the yarn. And then I think that same, I needed some more of that yarn, like, a month later. Um, I know you're probably wondering, like, a month later. Like, we was talking for a little bit before we started that little one-week dating or whatever. And, like, a month later, that's when he was, like, um, I was, like, oh, shit, I need some more of that, that yarn that you got me last time because I ran out or whatever. And then he basically, like, oh, shit, that's too expensive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now all of a sudden he's not this big baller he was when I first met him and stuff. And I'm saying that that's why I liked him and stuff, but I did like the fact that he considered me getting, like, you know, something that I liked or, like, he noticed that I liked the yarn and stuff. Like, you know, whatever. Um. <laughs> and then I have in here, if I'm at number seven, if I'm at your place, I talked about this briefly, last one. If I'm at your place and I log onto your Hulu, Xfinity, Netflix, and YouTube and see your ex's name, that I saw on the phone repeatedly in the car previously. Um, then I ask about how come you're signed in all her accounts and you give me some cheap excuse that you're not paying for all that TV shit. Then tell me that you and your ex are best friends that know you're too toxic for each other. But you told her about me and she's constantly calling you. Hmm. So, because I already spoke on that, I'm not going to elaborate on it. Number eight, I dare you to try to pick a pilgrim outfit for me again because you don't want nobody to see my body. I am a grown woman. If I want to walk outside naked, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. Phrases like, I don't like when women dress like hoes make me feel like you said I dress like a hoe. Then that means you don't listen to my fucking poetry. Because if you did, you would know. Excuse my language, but I was mad. (laughs) Number nine, I feel some type of way about something and it's okay relax or let it go or the new one today after the girlfriend conversation i'm not about to argue with your ass about this and spend 40 minutes of the car in the car driving in silence and um we not even two weeks into this dumbass relationship (laughs) that was one of my big problems with him that anytime i had an issue or something that I, i had a question about he would say, relax, or, like, you know, let it go, or, like, it's not that serious, like, you know, and not try to, you know, soothe the situation, like, if it was on his part, if he was wrong, you know, whatever, I feel like I elaborated on that as well, last podcast, all right, I got number 10, 
I am not your rib. I haven't known you long enough for you to ask me questions like, do you want to marry me or spend the rest of your life with me? Um, That was something big that I really did not like that he did. Where he was... I mean, I appreciated the fact that somebody did um, see, like, you know... Like, I mean, I know the way that I was, I would see a future with me as well. <laughs> like, I need to stop saying stuff like that. Because you guys, you got to know what it's like to be in a relationship with me. Like, I'm really, like, I'm really chill as fuck. Like, I make shit easy. It's just when you piss me off, that's when there's a problem. And it's really, it's really, really, I don't think that it, it's, um, it takes a lot to piss me off. Like, you really got to do something to really hurt my feelings. Yeah, you know, whatever. So, um... Yeah, so he kept saying stuff like, anybody that I'm with and I'm involved with, that's my rib. You're my rib. Like, you know. And then, like, one time I posted something on Facebook. My future lover is going to be the most, is the most blessed person alive right now. And then he was saying stuff like, you know that I'm the one that's going to be your future lover. I'm the one that, that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Um, I'm going to be your husband. And, da, da, da. and I was saying stuff like... Well, we haven't known each other long enough for for me to even know that yet, so I'm not sure. Like you know, and I I felt I found myself saying that constantly, and that was one thing that I added onto my list because I was just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, number eleven. This is the last one that I did right. Um, I said I don't know what I was thinking. Four years later, and I'm not ready to be in a relationship again. I'm too good. So, that just went all along with, like, you know, with everything that I was doing. Like I said, I was cooking every day. I don't have a problem with cooking. I don't have a problem with cleaning. I don't have a problem with, you know, fulfilling whatever needs that you may have. Like, you know, but I just have a problem when it's not appreciated or when it's just like, you know... It's just not working out. You know, it's just a big problem. All right. So that is the list that I told you guys that I would go over. I almost feel like I should do a part three. But I just want to get this over with so we don't have to talk about this anymore. So let's go over these five questions. Um, Number one, Liz52 wants to know... What do you think made you miss the red flags in the beginning? Red flags. Um, there was one big red flag that I was totally like, all right, that's it. And this is probably like day two. And then I thought that I was just like being, I thought that I was being like, you know, um, I thought I was overthinking the situation. So I was like, I'm just going to leave it alone and just like let this ride out. And it might be different later. Um, I left my name tag with him on accident for work or whatever. And I asked him if he could bring it to my job. And I would come outside and get it. And I, I told him, you don't got to come inside, out, inside. I'll just come outside and grab it. Um, him being him, he had to come inside, you know. But he parked his car in the fire, the fire hazard or that fire, like that lane where the fire lane where only the, you know, whatever. So the lady that guards the door basically told him to move his car 
And I guess he yelled at her. He called her all types of bitches and cussed at her and told her that when he's ready to move it, he'll move it. He's just going in for a second or whatever. So when I was coming out after he told me that he was outside, I told the lady, um, I was, I was, I was always saying hi to this lady, you know, she's cool, whatever, but she don't like me no more at this situation. Anyway, um, she's like, this is a crazy guy outside and he will move his car at the fire lane, da, 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 that white car out there or something like that. And so then, um, I looked outside and I was like, oh, that's my friend. And then she's like, oh, he called me this and that, da, 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 whatever. And he yelled and now he's out there arguing with some customers. And I look outside and this nigga's outside arguing with customers about moving his car from out of the fire hazard when I told you not to even come inside. You know what I'm saying? It was dumb as fuck. And, um, yeah, so (laughs) that was a big ass red flag. His anger issues is just beyond it. And his big problem was that she was white and he didn't like her telling him what to do or some shit like that. I don't know. White people this and white people that. And you know what the big crazy thing about it is? The customers that was outside arguing with him was not arguing with him to argue with him. They was arguing with him to say, hey, I was only recording the situation because she sees all types of people park up here. And she never says anything to these other people. So I just thought that it was funny that she said something to the black guy and I wanted to bring it to management because this stuff happens all the time. So basically the the people was on his side and he was arguing with them and he was still arguing with them even after the situation because he's like, all I'm saying is that that's not going to do anything to solve the situation. And that was a big um, red flag right there was uh, the fact that after you found out somebody was on your side and you're still finding a reason to argue with them. You know, and I don't know what made me miss the red flags. Honestly, I think if I'm to pinpoint anything, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I've been by myself for four years now and I've seen the red flags and I just overlooked it or I just like, you know, didn't say anything about it because I was giving it a little bit more time. Maybe. I really don't know what inner self was thinking at the time. I just was like, um, okay. But I honestly wanted to to cut the relationship then. I just thought that it was too much to, like, you know, I, I shouldn't have given up so fast. So I just left it on. Number two, you said opposites attract made you turn it, turn it into a relationship. But how did that happen? Were you even attracted to him? How did you turn it into a relationship from Anonymous 19? Um, even though we had complete different views and everything, um, I did kind of go over this. We had complete different views and I just like to see perspectives of somebody else. So I just thought that like, you know, because we had different views like that, that will be able to fill each other in on the certain areas that we was missing. Like, you know, the certain things that we didn't know about the different beliefs that we didn't have. And I don't know. Um... I don't know why I was attracted. I think I was attracted to him because of everything that he was doing, because of the entrepreneurship, um, because of the drive that it seemed like he had, because of the way that he treated me in the beginning. I, I really liked it and everything. I didn't think that it would be changed. I would. I didn't think it would change. He seemed different. Um, 
the way we started talking was just different off that. So, like, you know, it was just, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. I honestly do not know. Um, Hold on. Let me see something. Um, we don't got that much more time because I know you guys are um, probably busy and stuff. All right, let me finish this. Um, was I attracted to him? Uh, I was attracted to him in, like, the dream world. Like, you know, like, I just liked everything he was doing. Um, we turned into a relationship one day. He just, he asked me to be his girlfriend. I said no. I thought it was too soon. And then, like, you know, a uh, little while later, he asked me again. And, like, you know, I was being silly. But, like, I thought it was cute the way he asked me and stuff like that. Because I, I had told him before, I'm not going to be anybody's girlfriend. Like, if you want to be with me, it's either I'm your queen, I'm your lady, or, you know, I'm, like, you know, like, don't call me your girlfriend, don't call me your shirty. I'm not your shirty or your girlfriend. Like, you know, I'm more special than that. Like, you know, whatever. And then he asked me one day or some shit like that. It's like, would you be my queen or some shit like that? Be my lady? Just some shit like that. And I was like, man, little old me. Like, you know, I just thought the whole situation was funny and kind of cute or whatever. So, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Number three, desperado much? (laughs) Are you scared of being lonely from universal? Universal is true or universal is true? Universia is true. There you go. Um, Desperado much? Are you scared of being lonely? Desperado. (laughs) <laughs> okay all right i'll admit it maybe maybe i don't want to say that because i wasn't really desperate because i have like a lot of people that i could like you know be with right now like whatever like i have a bunch of options so i won't really say that i'm desperate or that i was desperate i just say like you know i just was giving it a chance because it was something that, you know, I'm not used to and stuff like, you know, so I was just trying it out. Whatever. Um, number four, you said you have a list of what you didn't like about him, but what did you like about him, Gina? I did write a list for you. I'm not going to elaborate on these lists. It just is what it is because I'm not trying to record that long, that much longer. Um, number one, conversations were always interesting because we never agreed on anything, so it's interesting to see the point of view. Number two, roses, flowers, gas cars. He filled my house with groceries. Uh, <laughs> he bought me candles. He, he was really considerate about a lot of stuff that, that was like, you know, that I needed. Um, number three, he came to all my shows to support. Number four, he spent so much time um, I spent so much time with him. Um, I got massages all the time. He was constantly concerned about my day and how I was how I was feeling. Number five, when we argued, it was always an I can understand why you thought that, but um, it seemed like he understood where I was coming from. Number six, self motivation. He was always creating something new and always trying to involve me. Number seven, when I complained about something, he was always spitting positivity back. Number eight. I'm going to keep that to myself. Number five, um, question. So that was your the answer to your question, Gina, um, what I did like about him. Number five, I thought you didn't like men <laughs> from Lena S. Ray. Lena's Ray. Lena's Ray. Um, I don't like men as much as I like women. 
I like I like women mostly. Um it takes a certain kind of man for me to gain interest or something that I like about him or whatever. So like, you know, honestly honestly I do not like men at all. And like this made me not like men even more like I fucking can't stand men like you know I would like to keep them as friends but I would so much rather them not be able to talk and then things would be cool like you know I could just stare at their cute faces and stuff but you know um no I don't like guys I don't like guys but I tried it out for a little while and I know somebody's gonna ask why I don't like guys but there's a podcast already about it and that the one that that's the one that's titled um uh, a, a few friends asked asked me why do I like women more than I like guys so if you guys want you can check that podcast out if you're really interested in knowing why I don't like guys um but just it's just mostly because it's just not my cup of tea anymore guys are just boring to me now or like not boring but they're just not my forte at the moment I like talking talking to them sometimes and stuff but I don't like getting in relationships or getting involved with them guys can't really you know satisfy me too much um yeah so that's basically the gist of the whole relationship as a whole um (laughs) I guess I have nothing else to say about the situation I'm completely done and over it if you guys do have questions about it feel free to use that voice message button and send in your questions like these people did um if you have something that you're interested in me talking about I know I usually don't do this many podcasts at once but I told you guys I would do a part two and here it is so I appreciate your time I appreciate you listening to ride with NBS Malay um next show I'm gonna actually have a jingle (laughs) that we can bop to or some shit um so yeah thank you so much I hope to see you guys at speak and eat next Monday um it's 116 school street Chicopee, Massachusetts poor Richards if you guys are free doors open at eight o'clock we won't stop or we won't close the doors until 1 a.m so just come through have a good time um spit on the mic or just come listen or whatever so yeah um everything's been wonderful i hope everything is wonderful with everybody else all these shows are great check out the mbsmalay.com website if you're looking for the newest flyer or you can actually look at this um the preview i'm sorry the profile picture for this podcast and i will actually have the you know flyer posted or whatever so thank you so much for you guys time and i will be seeing you next week at speak and eat um you have a wonderful night don't flinch he said i was just trying to hug you don't walk away from me i was just trying to love you you was just now you was just i wasn't thinking of you and i was just protecting me in case your love was never true
To me, I deserve more than I've ever been given. To me, my laugh should last longer than the life that I be living. To me, love is more than just having a man because to me, I'd walk away from harm of that man's hand. I gathered all the hurt I bottled up from the past. I threw out all the love that I knew could never last. I threw my ex-love and love notes in the trash. Next time, I control my emotions forecast. And weather me a brighter sun. My heart deserves the right one. Went on a search throughout earth for that self-love that won't force you to run. If I keep my hands to myself, how could I hurt from the hands of another? And if self-love maintains my wealth, then who needs love from any brother? I almost died from the hands of a man. You can never tell because of how tall I stand that I was once knocked to the ground and I thought I couldn't get up to walk away till I said in my heart that yes, I can. I could be loved without feeling pain. Go out with my friends without breaking any chains. Connecting my feet and hands to man mentally and never be held captive again. I could be loved without feeling doubts. I won't have to give in if I want to give out. If I ever was that spider creeping up a water spout, I'd gain superpowers and turn that flood into a drought. And weather me something better. Refrain from remembering love being your love letters because every love letter was I won't do it again to you. Took to the stack, reached to my knees to take a step away from you. Sad, but true. But now that I am away, I can breathe. Love me into a better me. When I'm ready, I won't flinch when you reach for a hug. And I won't run when I'm ready, when I'm ready to be loved. Royalty. My skin represents royalty, but not only because it's black. It's because of the pain I have endured and flipped it with positive facts. I am royalty because I am strong, because I didn't give up. I am royalty when I was wronged. No retaliation. I followed up. I am royalty because when times were down, I kept my head high. I thought of people who fought for me to keep moving till I got by. You are royalty like me because you are here. And if you are here, your skin represents royalty. It's glowing of love. It radiates peace. It's welcoming change. Negativity is released. Your skin tells your story. Your skin tells your life from healed bruises on your knees to missing rings from ex-wives. We've been through it all, so when we see healed cuts, we've been there before, felt the love and pain in our guts. But we prevailed. We put cocoa butter on our scars. Whether we stood or we kneeled, we fought for what was ours. Then we put on our crowns, and we sat on our thrones, and we built up our kingdoms till we had our own. Then we became, we became. We all became royalty. Peace.